0: Angels are real. They're not just like a fantasy thing, that actually angels are real. And tonight I saw some really beautiful angels just flying right over our heads. And as they went over the crowd, they were like, they were like smiling, like like they were really happy to be here. I think they went, oh, good, a good mission. We get a good one tonight. (laughs) It's not in a war-torn zone or, you know. Rescuing someone in a car accident We actually get to go to C3 Tugger And they were like I'm really happy about that Isn't that great? I'm glad you're excited <laughs> Give someone a hug and take a seat <clears throat> got about just a, enough voice To get through this So um, I've asked the Holy Spirit I said, I said it says in your word God If you just, we just open our mouth you'll feel it Does that mean that you'll give me your voice As well? So if you hear my voice change and it goes a little higher, a little lower, halfway through this or quarter of the way through, you know that we've changed gears and uh, it's not me anymore. Hallelujah. It's beautiful. It's great to see so many visitors in the house. It's good. We're talking about awakening. Like Phil and I were just waiting on the Lord and we had another theme for this month. We actually had the theme, we had the artwork done, we had it all done and um And we were just waiting on the Lord all day yesterday. And at the same time, the Lord said to us both, awakening. And we just obedient to God and just went, yes, sir. Whatever you want to do, whatever you want to say, that's what we want to do. Amen. So we just threw all our plans out the window and and just said, God, just do what you want to do. What better thing could we do in January... Than to be in the presence of God and be awakened. Because I think it's the month really where a lot of us go to sleep. It's the month where we just chill out and pull back, and there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with resting. There's nothing wrong with taking a break, having a holiday. These things are really, really good. But tonight I want to teach you how to take a holiday in God and how to stay awake even through the good times. It's easier to stay awake in the bad times. How many of you know that when stuff's going on, you're usually awake all night? You know, you're tossing and turning and you're restless. When things are going good, and that's what we're like as human beings. But God wants us to be alert and awake all the time in our spirit. Amen. So this is a story that I want to read you. And if we could maybe turn one of those big fans off so I don't have to yell over the top of it so much. That'd be great. This is in Matthew 25, and I want to just explain to you before I read it a little bit about the context of it, because we read things in the Bible, and sometimes those things in the Bible just go, okay, well, what the heck are they talking about in this story? They're talking about virgins. They're talking about bridegrooms. They're talking about brides. What does all that mean? In the Hebrew context or in Hebrew culture, what they would do when there was a wedding they would call together the friends of the bridegroom. They call them the friends of the bridegroom. And the friends of the bridegroom would get lamps. They'd fill them with oil. And they would wait until the bridegroom was coming. And then they would quickly light his path so that he could see the way to the bride's house. They would call the friends of the bridegroom. So that was sort of a Hebrew culture, a Hebrew custom. And Jesus, of course, was in those times. So when he told stories, when he told Parables he usually used the culture of the time. So you understand what this is. So we see, read from Matthew 25, it says, At the time, at that time the kingdom of heaven will be like ten virgins who took their lamps and went out to meet the bridegroom. Five of them were foolish and five were wise. When he says at that time, it usually is at this time. He's talking about the end times, this time. The time that we live in, He's talking about at that time. The kingdom of heaven will be like ten virgins who took their lamps and went out to meet the bridegroom. Five of them were foolish and five were wise. The foolish ones took their lamps but did not take any oil with them. The wise, however, took oil in jars along with their lamps. The bridegroom was a long time in coming and they all became drowsy and fell asleep. And at midnight, the cry rang out. Here's the bridegroom, come and meet him. And then all the virgins woke up, trimmed their lamps. The foolish ones said to the wise, Give us some of your oil, our lamps are going out. No, they replied, there may not be enough for both of us and you. Instead, go to those who sell and buy some for yourselves. But while they were on their way to buy the oil, the bridegroom arrived. The virgins who were ready went in with him to the wedding banquet And the door was shut. And later others came. Sir, sir, open the door for us. But he replied, I tell you the truth, I don't know you. Therefore keep watch because you do not know the day or the hour. And so in this story, we see that there are these virgins waiting with the lamps. And they've all got lamps. There's 10 of them. The lamps represent in this let me just say first if they're virgins we're talking about Jesus is using something that describes our christian walk he's using a parable he's using a story to describe us and so the virgins represent the church or the body of christ or the christian because it says in 2 corinthians 11 2 to 3 it declares that through the blood of Jesus that we have been made Virgins, in other words, our spirits have been made brand new. In in the Bible says, Though your sins are red as scarlet, yet I have washed them white as snow. Inside of you, through the blood of Jesus, you have been made like a perfect virgin, a bride. Now, the Bible talks about us being the bride of Christ, we are the bride of Christ. And that's okay, fellas, because it talks about us women being sons of God. So we'll deal with that. But sons of God know the power of God. The bride knows the heart of God. And when he's talking about the bride of Christ, and he's talking about the bride in these kind of stories. He's talking about those who know his heart, those who hear his heartbeat, those that are intimate with him. He's talking about relationship and Intimacy. So these 10 virgins, we say, okay, they represent the church. And they had lambs. The lambs represent the ministry that you have. The lambs represent the gift that God has given you. The lambs represent the light that you will shine upon the earth. And those lambs are meant to be used. But those lambs cannot be used unless those lambs are filled with oil. And the oil represents the light that you would shine. It is the the presence of the Holy Spirit. It is the Holy Spirit living, breathing and active in your life who brings light and oil into your lamb so that you might light the way for the bridegroom to come and for the bridegroom to go and meet the prospective bride. See, the prospective bride is the world. The prospective bride are the ones who haven't met the bridegroom yet. You see, the Bible says in uh, John the Baptist, he was one who went out in the wilderness and prepared a way for the Lord. And see, we the virgins, we the church, we the redeemed ones, have been given lamps and the Holy Spirit brings the oil and brings the light and we are there with our lights, with our lamps, with the gifts that God has given us, with the ability to shine a light on a path so that those that are prospective brides can come and meet the bridegroom and we can announce to them, behold, the bridegroom is coming. And they would see Him because of the light of our lamps. And so we see in this story, there was 10 of them and they had their lamps. All ten had lamps that they were entrusted to use. All ten of them were virgins. All ten took their lamp and went to meet the bridegroom. In other words, all ten of them at one stage or at some stage in their, in their lives had had an encounter where they understood who the bridegroom was and they had been given a lamp. all 10 of them. All 10 had experienced at some point in time an intimate relationship with the bridegroom, Jesus Christ. But something had happened along the way because it said five were foolish and five were wise. Five of them somehow along the way Had lost their way. Five of them had felt that their lamps were enough, that they didn't really need much more oil. They had a little oil, they had enough oil just to get by. But because the bridegroom was a long time coming, their oil ran out. Then they tried to borrow it from someone else they ran to the church and stood on the prayer line and said, lay hands on me. I need some oil. But you see, oil doesn't come from someone else. The anointing comes from someone else. You can get a kickstart from someone else. You can get delivered from someone else. You can be healed through someone else. But you have to get your own oil because oil only comes through intimacy. It only comes through intimacy. It only comes through intimacy with the Holy Spirit. Somewhere along the way, these five got caught up in the mundane of life. They got caught up in busyness. They could see that their oil was low, but they went, i oh, it'll be right. It'll be okay. I'll get through. How many times do we as human beings, I'm saying we, As human beings, just get through on a little bit of oil. A little bit of light will be enough. It'll be enough. I really should go and spend some time with the Holy Spirit. I really should go and get refilled. I really should go and read my Word. I really should go and spend time and, and be awakened to the Holy Spirit's voice in my heart again. I really should. But I'm so busy, I'll do it tomorrow. And today I've just got enough oil to get by. And sometimes that gets us through. If everything's going okay. Is that right? You know, these these five knew Jesus at some stage they you know they were born again, they were virgins, nothing was going to take that away from them and they had their lamps, they had their gifts, they had their abilities, they had the gift that they had been given but they let this oil run dry somehow they got disconnected from the reality that they were once very connected let me say that again Somehow they got disconnected from the reality that they were once very connected. And they forgot. They forgot what it was feel like, what it feels like to be in worship and to weep. They, they forgot what it felt like to be excited about coming to church and can't wait to get here. That when the first note hits, their hands are in the air. And they're just in His presence loving Him. They forget what it feels like to lay on the floor of the church and be soaked in the presence of God and never want to leave. They forgot what it feels like to sit in their backyard and to be surrounded by light and love and purity and peace and to be infilled. They forgot what it felt like and they just carried on with normal life. Saying it'll be okay. You know, no one does this on purpose. No one does. No one on purpose says, Do you know what? I'm just going to get dry. I think I'll just have a season of dryness. I just think I'll have a season where I'll just kick back and just shut God out for a while and just cruise along, maybe go to church, you know. But, you know, I'll just have a bit of time. No one does that. No one thinks that I'm going to plan this. I'm going to have a time where I'm just going to let my oil run a little dry here. It's just human nature. We're human beings. Every one of us are human beings. You know, many of us, we get on fire, we get on fire, we get on fire. And then later we we forget to continue to stay in that deep place and our oil goes low again and we don't go back to get refilled I know that when um, I think it was Jamie when she first started driving you know she had this little red bomb car that had been handed down from Jesse and sitting in our backyard now it's still handing down to somebody but um, she drove this car, it was a really old car really old car and, of course, one day it was just you could smell this terrible smell. And Dad says to Jamie, Jamie, when's the last time you checked the oil? And she just goes, oh, do you have to do that? And it's like, duh, this is an old car. It's going to go through oil. It's thirsty. And he taught her how to put oil in it. And he had to keep reminding her all the time, Jamie, if you checked your oil, Have you checked your oil, you're going to blow yourself up. You're going to blow the engine up. You're going to wreck your car. Have you checked your oil? And don't you know what? The Holy Spirit will come to us time and time and time again because He knows our human state. He knows as human beings that we forget to check our oil. He knows that. He knows He's lived with human beings a long time, the Holy Spirit. That's why He's got, you know, one of His greatest gifts is patience because He's lived with us for a long time. You imagine when... You know, Jesus said, I'm going to be with my Father, Holy Spirit. They're all yours, you know. He just goes, whoopee, you know. Great. You know, and he's seen Israel. He's seen what they're like, you know. Yes, we love you. We love you, God. No, we hate you. We hate you. We hate you. We love you. We love you. No, we don't. Oh, we just want food. Thank you for the food, God. We love the food that you give us. No, we hate this food. We want better food. You know, just we love you. We, we worship you. We worship you. We worship No, we're building a gold idol. No, we're building a gold idol, you know we're just so human. And the thing is that God gets that. He gets that. And that's why He sent the Holy Spirit to chase after us. He's a gentleman. He's not going to force anybody to do anything. But the Holy Spirit will generally come alongside of you. Like Phil did to Jamie. Have you checked the oil? Have you checked your oil? And we can just ignore Him. And we can blow our cars up. But he's so gentle. He'll keep coming. He'll keep coming. Because He wants us to have the best. He wants us to have the best of the best of the best of the best. And I don't know about you, but like for me, like when my oil is low and I'm trying to minister and I'm trying to give out and I'm trying to, you know, give out of this tiny bit of oil that I've got left and I think, I hope not one more person needs me today because I just got one drop left and I'm going home, you know. And when you're like that, when you're just trying to give out, you're trying to give out, you're trying to give out. And then you go and and you think, I've got to get filled up. And then you go and try and be in the Lord's presence and you can't feel Him, you can't see Him, you can't sense Him. It's like you've gotten so dry that you're not even sensitive anymore to His presence. Anybody like that or is that just me? And you look at me, you go, oh, but Pastor Julie, you're a pastor. You, you must be like full of oil all the time. You must be like a hot rod, you know, just rah, 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 all the time. people, sometimes it's harder for us to find the time to get our own oil. You guys get to come to church every Sunday. We don't get to go to church. We get to be the church, but we don't get to go to church. Where do I go to get my oil? Where do I go to say, someone lay hands on me? I want to sit in the front row and get blessed. i got to go directly to the Holy Spirit. And you know, there's times where my life is busy. There's times where it's under pressure. There's times where I just can't be bothered to tell you the truth. I just want to be normal. Anybody thinks sometimes they get in ahead. head, I just want to be normal for a while. I think I've got enough oil to get me through normal. And I'll just cruise. I'm just going to cruise for a while. I mean, we really don't all have to be radicals, do we? You know, let's just cruise for a while. I just want to be grandma. You know, I have thoughts like that all the time. You know, I just, why can't I just be a grandma? Go visit my grandkids, bake some cookies. You know, just be a normal, my age person. You know? And as I start to think that way and as I start to let my life slip into that place where I'm losing my oil and I'm just being normal, I think that I'm going to be happy. I think I'm going to be happy. I just hold Paris. I'm going to be happy, you know. But the thing is, I don't know about you, but I always get to a place where I just go, oh, for starters, I don't like me without oil, let alone everybody else. You know, when I haven't got oil, when I haven't got oil, I squeak. When I haven't got oil, I stink. You know, like my old flesh nature starts to come out. When I haven't got oil, you know, I'm carrying around this lamp, but there's no light. You know, I'm trying to do the stuff, but there's no light. There's no power. There's no anointing. There's nothing. I try to be a wife when I haven't got oil, and actually I'm not good at it. Someone said to me, I was talking to someone last night on Facebook in another country. And they were saying, you know, because their relationship was just breaking up. And they were saying to me, you know, what is it about you I feel like? You know, I look at you on Facebook, I look at all your pictures, you're so happy. And you just got the best relationship. You know, you just got, you know, what is that? And I said, that is is God. Because if it was up to me without oil and him without oil, there's no way we would have lasted nearly 30 years. We wouldn't have lasted a year. But every time we start to, uh, 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 you know, say, let's go get some oil. And he'll go out on the back porch and get his guitar and sing some psalms. And I'll go to my prayer chair in my room just get oil on us just get oil on us we just get oil on us then we try and talk about it and with the oil it's amazing how sweet your words get and how different your attitude is it's not like my way or the highway it's like your way it's like we do it God's way we change you know I, I don't know There's been many times in my life where I've got to that place where I've gone, why do I always do this? Why do I always let myself get in this place? And I cry, Holy Spirit, I miss you. And I am nothing without you. My life stinks without you. Nothing goes right without you. Holy Spirit, please come and give me some oil. You know, it says that, I'm just flicking around here. It says, oil is the inner life. The oil in our lamps is the inner life. It is the connectedness with the Holy Spirit. My goal, and I don't always achieve it, although I'm trying, and I'll never get it right, but I'll continue to try. But my goal is to have an ongoing dialogue with the Holy Spirit in the inner life, in my inner life, every day, all day. Just to have an ongoing dialogue. You see, He's speaking all the time. He's coming all the time. He's warning me all the time. There's people that He wants to shine a light for, to show them the path all the time. And if I don't fill my lamp, I miss out. Was it on Friday, I was going, I was having a dry day. I was having a low oil day. And I would try to pray. I was trying to press into God. Nothing's happening. You know, it's like, you know, it's like the ceilings are like brass. And, and I said, oh, God, you know, oh, well, I'll just go and do the housework and do it later, you know. But all the time I'm getting this nagging, nagging thing, you know, ring your brother-in-law, ring your brother-in-law, ring your brother-in-law. I'm thinking, what for? I never ring him. My sister died five months ago, and I've never talked to this guy on the phone. I mean, he's a close brother, but I don't call up and say, how you going? It's a nice day, isn't it? Never. I just ring up and say, is Rob there? And, you know, now Rob's not there anymore. And God's saying, ring him up, ring him up, ring him up. I just went. And I went and actually got the phone because I was going to ring on the landline and then got distracted with something else and put the phone down and forgot. Anyway, yesterday I'm in the Lord's presence. I'm getting some oil and I'm, it's great. I said, I'm locking myself away all day till I get some oil. I'm not leaving this house. I'm not leaving this room. I stayed in my room all day till I got some oil. And I started to get the oil. And as I'm starting to get the oil, I feel the Holy Spirit say to me, you know, there was a couple of prophecies that you had last Sunday night that you never gave out to people. I said, yes, Lord. He said, send them now. So I type out these prophecies, bang, send it one, bang, send another, bang, send another, three, another one. I wrote on Facebook four prophecies. And I thought, well, it just feels so good because I had some oil in my lamp and there was some light for other people. And then he said to me, I told you to ring your brother-in-law. You say he didn't. I said, yeah, yeah, but I'm trying to get the word ready for Sunday now. I'll ring him next week. He said, I told you to ring him yesterday and you didn't. So, okay. So I just, you know, it's it's a bit it's a bit hard when you're not used to, and they're not used to that, just to pick up the phone and ring someone, and uh, go, hi. <laughs> and I never call you, and I haven't called you for the last 30 years, but um, it's a bit awkward. He's unsafe, you know, totally doesn't want God. So I just, I'm going to do it. I just pick up, ring up. He answered the phone and I went, oh, shivers, what do I do now? And because I had some oil, the oil started to speak through me. The oil made a sound. The oil started to bubble up inside of my little lamp and shine a light. And I started, as I started to speak, he started to open up and he started to talk about what it's like without my sister and what things are going on and how he's feeling. And he's, this guy never talks. And he's just like, I'm on the phone for three quarters of an hour. And at the end of it, I said, and at the end of it, he said to me, I'm glad you rang today because I had a really, really bad day yesterday. I couldn't stop crying all day. Shivers. And I said, well, that's funny because I had you on my heart all day yesterday and I was praying for you. And he said, well, stop praying for me. You're making me cry. I said, no, I was praying for you because you were crying he said, well, how'd you know I was crying? And I said, oh, just a feeling. And he said, well, I hope you get more feelings like that. You know, God, life in Him, life with our lamps full, so exciting, it's, it's so alive, it's so beautiful, it's so... And when I do go and be a grandma, I'm a better grandma. You know? Because why? Because I'm teaching my children and my grandchildren what it's like to live in the presence of God. What it's like to live from this place. That's why my little granddaughter a few weeks ago just walked down onto this altar at four years old and fell on her knees and said, I want to give my heart to Jesus, Nanny. Because she sees in us, she sees in her parents, she sees that they live with oil. And they want that oil. The world wants that oil. It says that five five of these virgins were wise and five were foolish. Jesus didn't say they were evil. He didn't say they were naughty, evil, disgusting. He just said they were foolish. What was foolish about them? I believe this. I believe that they put their lamp first and their oil last. There's so many of us will put our lamps out because we want to be good Christians and help other people and do stuff. But we leave our oil to last. We leave the intimacy with Jesus behind. We think, we'll just spend time with Jesus later. I've got to go save the world. Many of us have ministries or, you know, we want to do the stuff. I've seen so many. Over the years, I've seen so many really incredible ministries start out so well, so powerful. You know, I used to know people, they would just, one guy would stand up in a room to, to preach. He'd say, everyone stand up. And he'd just go like that with his hand. The whole place would fall on the ground and start to speak in tongues and be filled with the Holy Spirit. So much power, so much anointing. But you know what happened? He thought his lamp was pretty good. And he just kept putting his lamp out there. He just kept putting his lamp out there. And he he neglected the oil. He left the oil to last. His priorities were out of whack. His lamp was his priority The oil came later. Do you know he ran out of oil? So many of them run out of oil, bust up their marriages, bust up their churches, bust up their lives because they don't learn this simple, simple truth that if you don't put the oil first and the lamp last, you're foolish. It's just foolish. You know, week after week, Lisa, you stand up here and you sing. And I've watched you over the years develop into a woman of God who does this. But if you get up here every week and just go, okay, that worked good for me last week. And this week, I'll just do what I did last week. I'll just put my lamp out there. Seems to work. But you know what? If it's got no oil in the lamp, there's no sound. There's no sound. The Bible says, in fact, it's just a noise if there's no oil. You see, right now we live in, in a generation that's quickly getting darker. Quickly getting darker. Phil was saying this morning, by the way, if you get a chance, get onto Facebook, onto Facebook or our webpage, download that podcast, listen to what he preached this morning. It's really the beginning of this series. It was awesome. It's really the foundation of what we need is the Word of God. But he was saying on Facebook, the things that are on there now, where you just got to flick through, flick through. Oh, sometimes I feel polluted in my mind just flicking through. "Ah, I don't want to see that. I don't want to know that. I don't want to be there. And these are Christians putting, you know, they're saying right now that across the world, the statistics are this, that right now there is 8 to 10-year-olds That are being introduced to pornography across the world right now. It's a new trend. Eight to 10 year olds are getting access to it. What are those eight to 10 year olds going to be like in 10 years' time? What is the world going to look like if that perversity is going out? Do you know those eight to 10 year olds now, in 10 years' time, when they walk into a church? They're not going to need a nice sermon. They're not even going to need a nice crowd. They're not even just going to need a nice meal and a good connect group. They're going to need to hear a simple song that drives out demons. They're going to need to see a lamp that is filled with light that will show them the bridegroom. They're going to need to see a generation of people who didn't go to sleep and forget to fill their oil. Yes, they had a rest. Yes, they had holidays. But they made sure they had enough oil first before they went to sleep. And when they awoke, they declared, Behold, the bridegroom is coming. Go out and meet Him. You know what? I believe in this church, there is such... You know, we sang that song before, I See Angels Around Me. That's a song we used to sing in revival days. And I was just like, when Lisa said she wanted to sing that tonight, we haven't sung that for years. And as soon as we sang it, I was back. I could feel, I could feel the atmosphere of the revival. I could feel what revival felt like and I remembered what my oil was like in those days. There's a sound, there was a a sound on that music. There was a sound that we need to hear. There's a place where we need to be in God, where we get filled and there needs to come a people that have got their lamps filled with oil. And at the right time, can stand up and say, Behold, the bridegroom is coming. Go out and meet Him. Come and meet Him. I'll light the way for you. I'll light the way for you. Come and meet Him. The bridegroom is coming. Jesus said, I stand at the door and knock. Right now, every second of every day, He is interceding in heaven standing at the door and knocking on the hearts of human beings. But first of all, He stands at your heart and knocks on your door. And He says, Holy Spirit, get them filled with oil. Their lights are going out. You know, tonight you might be saying, I've just woken up, actually. What you're saying is waking me up from a long sleep. And my oil is going out. My lamp is going out. Awaken me tonight. And tonight you can get an an anointing. You can get hands laid on you. And I love that. Listen, I'm not down crying that. Man, some of the best encounters I've had with God is after a man or a woman of God have laid hands on me. And I've just been in the presence of God and seen visions and dreams. And they've been you know, pivotal points in my life have been through the ministry of other people. But the long term, when you leave this place, after you get the kickstart, after we get a match and get that lamp going again, you've got to go home and you've got to get your own oil. Find your oil. Find your oil. This man and woman just there next to Julie there. Find your oil, sir. There's, there's, you put your lamp down. You have even put your lamp down. You reckon this thing don't even work anymore. And it doesn't work without oil. And the oil is the Holy Spirit. It's the intimate dialogue with the Holy Spirit. It's the place where you get in the secret place with the Holy Spirit. And He speaks to your heart. Straight in, straight in. You young people, you know, you young girls, listen to me. You may not understand a word of what I'm talking about. But listen to me. Stay connected to the church. Stay filled. Stay pressing into God. Don't lose what God has given you. Press into God. How about you but I, I just look around right now and I just see so many, so many Christians just really playing with the world I see so many Christians not just with no oil literally just gone the other way and still proclaiming Christianity, listen to me someone has to get up someone has to take a stand Someone has to say something. Someone has to live the life. Someone has to be an example. Someone has to be a leader to lead the sheep to the bridegroom. Someone has to get oil. Amen. And someone has to use a voice to say, Behold, the bridegroom is coming. Come out and meet him. Amen. Let's just stand to our feet in Jesus' name. We love you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Dull hearts can come alive again and be awakened. Just close your eyes right now. Dull hearts can come alive and be awakened. You know, the propensity of the human heart is to sin, to quit, to give up and get depressed. And that's just not you. Don't you think that's just me? I'm just like that. No, we're all like that. The whole human race is like that. But the Holy Spirit will meet us, take us out of our normality and bring us into a place. Close your eyes right across the room. Just shut out every distraction right now. Shut out every distraction. You know, it's not about how sensitive you are to the Holy Spirit. Some people say, I'm just not sensitive to the Holy Spirit. No, it's not about how sensitive you are to the Holy Spirit. It's the Holy Spirit's willingness to meet you. If you're willing, then you just need to get up and exert a little bit of energy, a little bit of effort, clear a little bit of time in your schedule, get with some friends Figure out a way that you can get each other moving forward in God. When you have meals together and connect groups together, don't just talk about the weather, talk about God. Encourage one another in God. Stir one another on. Even have communion together in your homes when you have a meal together. Stir one another on in Jesus' name. We hope you enjoyed listening to this message. For more information on what you've just heard or how to visit us, go to c3telgra.org.au. We hope to see you at church soon. There is no greater love than that of yours. We want the world to know. So we'll rise in selfless faith to live like Christ for all our days.